With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. So I heard from my sister's friend's cousin that Kohl's has the lowest prices of the season and had to see for myself. For real, the deals are so good. I got my kids' summer tees for $5.99, a cute swimsuit for myself for $17.99, and a shark vacuum for $199.99, which will be great after Sandy Beach Days. I got Kohl's cash, too, and I got it all in less than an hour with free store pickup. So, yeah, summer, I'm ready for you. Select styles ends May 23rd. Some exclusions apply. See store or kohls.com for details. At Capella University, you're in control of your education. With the game-changing FlexPath format, you can set your own deadlines and move at your own pace. The faster you move, the more you save. Visit capella.edu to learn more. We put this festival on, you bastards, with a lot of love. We work for one year for you pigs. And do you want to break our walls down? Or do you want to destroy it? Well, you go to hell. This is Gav. <laughs> this is the Fatback 4. Um, my voice is completely gone. <laughs> so I'm going to do my best. <laughs> um, all the lads are here for the final Fatback 4 of the season. Um, yes. Yeah, Matt's delighted. <laughs> Liverpool won, Real Madrid 3 in the Champions League final. And um, a disappointing night and a disappointing result. That ended the season that's been overall has been brilliant. Um, Ian, I'll come to you first. Itself, the only thing around Real Madrid was Bale or Ben. He goes with Benzema, um, and we start all right, don't we? We we, we get on top of them, we we'll win them ball. Things look good for the first first fifteen twenty anyway. I I think we're a better side. We had, we had our first or our strongest eleven pitch when, when when Salah was on. I, I think it was just a matter of time before we got in behind them and scored. Uh, I was to anyone who'd listen. We're better. We're better than this because I genuinely do think we are. Like. But it just highlighted the fact that we've got no one of like Salah's like ability or to come off the bench for such an occasion. Do you know what I mean? When we needed it, so <sighs> devastating, really. Well, it was. I'm hoping you'll speak for a bit longer than that, so I don't have to speak at all. Um, Ma, um, on the assumption that you remember mostly yesterday, but um, the first twenty and right up to that Salah injury. Liverpool are playing really well. They're, they're high up the pitch. They're pushing Real Madrid back. And they've, the one chance I remember is um, Trent Alexander-Arnold with a good strike and the keeper makes a good save. But, but when you say 20, were you growing confident all the time? You know, from what you'd seen in the first 20, that, yeah, you know what, we can really, really get at this. Yeah, absolutely, mate. If, if that game carries on about the injury, we're going to win that. I'm very certain of that. Uh, we, they wouldn't have played anyone in La Liga. We pressed them that high. We weren't scared of them. 
and we just got at them. They, they're not used to that. Um, and we had their number. Uh, I was saying from the beginning, I think it'll be something out of our control that'll win this game. Uh, at the end of the day, it was a, an injury to Salah. And it just completely changed. It, it, I bring in the Lana on, make us drop off so much. And But everyone's head, it was more of a psychological drop than, than anything. And everyone's head just went, and that was it. We just we just lost it from there. The game was lost. Yeah, great. I'll, I'll give you a full show on this Salah injury. A lot of things are going around saying that he does it on purpose. Um, he, he drags him down in a way. Looking back on it, I think he's... He just fought to the ball, but I actually think Ramos believes that Salah is getting away from him and drags his arm to try to stop him. I think a free kick was given point in the game, isn't it? The way. Can you believe that? It was actually given the other way. The actual free kick was given the other way. In my mind, no doubt Ramos meant it. And the reason why I say that is like a judo move, is it? That was quite an impressive judo move by um, that wanker fucking Ramos. He actually, he actually applies pressure, and that's where the intent is. He's got his uh, right arm locked, and it's the other shoulder that's the injured one, isn't it? Am I right? So it's the other shoulders that's damaged, or the other collarbone or shoulder, whatever. And for for a person to for a person to roll over, and there's no the, the sheer velocity that he slammed him down is what caused the damage, and that's where the intent is because the locks not got him on the floor and then slams him over on it and puts weight on it. That's where the damage is caused. The ball was gone. The ball was at least at least ten five five ten yards away. I don't think he was. Uh, I just, he's exactly what everyone's described him. He is exactly that. But would we would we want like that on our side? Yes, we would. He's an elite winner. He's an elite snide. He's a, you know, he's he's everything where everyone's described him. And, you know, get all the premeditated stuff. You know, people are coming out with, he fucking went out to injure him. He didn't go out to sort of fucking injure him. But if he, to injure him, then Ramos is taking it, mate. He's yeah. laughing as Salah's going off crying. It's a sharp job, though. Um, being honest, because when so, Salah's going off... I don't believe it, anyway. When Salah is going off, Ramos is near the touchline, and that picture is meant to be Ramos standing back in the box. We change and we go with Lallana, but for me, Lallana plays and he should be playing in one of those front three spots. Madrid, yeah, we should have moved to Diamond, I thought. Yeah, I'd agree. Straight to the Diamond to put Manny up front with uh, Firmino. Firmino gets more and more, um, gets more and more out of the game without two lads beside him. But we get the half-time, lads, we get to nil all, and we're thinking, right, we shake this up. And then the second half starts. Ian, I'll let you run me through what you, how you've seen this first goal. Because for me, it's my... Did you go in nil-nil? Hmm? Yeah, we went in nil-nil, Matt. Yeah. Hey, I, I saw... Because I, I was a bit... I was about 38 drinks in by this point. Hmm. But I remember... Carrier's collecting the ball and then I turned around I don't know if it was to matter someone to say something and then I looked back and the ball was just rolling in the net and I was like what the fuck's just happened you know what I mean there was not I just couldn't get my head around it and when I, when I watched it back I was like oh <laughs> honestly of all the games of all the games to do it do you know what I mean like the second goal that he concedes is horrific but it, it happens, you know what I mean? But I've never seen a goal like that first one. It, 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 in all the games to do it in, oh, man, it's just fucking... 
I mean, I don't like to lamb blast the lad, you know what I mean? Because he's, he's going to be having a bad couple of months now. But I have been saying for a while, he's got it in him to make a howler and it's going to cost us at some point. I have been saying it and I just I, I just hate that it was this game that it, that, it, that it happened, you know what I mean? I think Klopp's right. I think the second one is almost an, an effect of the first one because his head's gone completely. But he come very close to doing the exact same thing against Roma. Exact same thing. So... There's no doubt that he's got ability and he's talented, but he's got some real glaring flaws in his game. I, I, I don't understand how he's got like to, to the level he has without being able to correct certain flaws in his game. He's usually very good with the ball in his hands, proactive with the throws and stuff like that, and he likes to get us moving, do you know what I mean? So I'm all for that, but I just don't know what, what the fuck was going through his mind when he'd done it. I don't even know who scored. Was it Benzema? He's yeah, going off Benzema. Um, for me, like... The ball's played through, Benzema is offside. And originally I thought he was throwing the ball out for a free kick to be taken. I thought the flag had gone up, Benzema was offside 10 yards further back and he thrown the ball, you know, to give it to whoever's... To take it, yeah. yeah. And then it hits Benzema and goes in. And I'm kind of going, he's offside, he's offside. And people around me were going, no, no, no flag. He actually, that's the next phase of play. He throws it yeah. against Benzema and into the... And for me, I suppose looking back on it, even if it doesn't hit ben- Benzema, it's a ridiculous fucking throw to be doing anyway. He has a player out to his right. If he actually turns his body to his left, Robertson is in acres of space. It's, it's mental. But Matt, um, that for for fifty, what was it? Was it fifty-two minutes? I think that went in. Um, and I remember that's because three of us drank way too much yesterday. Um, but Matt. Okay, fair enough. Go a goal down like that. He's he shown incredibly mental strength to come back into it very, very quickly. You're on mute, Matt. There we go. Yeah. Uh, Drain that, Ian. <laughs> made a brilliant point as well, but I, uh, yeah. I can't. But, um, <laughs> um, yeah, it was great to come back. It was exactly what was needed. But the most important part is what came after that when we didn't kick on. And that's what we needed to do. That goal to the said to us, these ain't shit. We can get these. But again, we reverted to norm and, and left the pressure. Which was, uh, it was just what I lost this game, wasn't it? But when, when did we score the game? The goal after theirs? Straight away. 55 minutes, yeah. I think it's only three minutes after they score. Mane, wasn't it? Jesus, you must have yeah. been really bad. Um, he was. Yeah. Liverpool was as majority it was. <laughs> but, um, Chris... Not as bad as you, Macy Greg. <laughs> <laughs> Chris, um, the goal is, is, is a corner comes in, because Lovren wins the header, and Manny is there to tap it in, and I, when it goes in, I'm thinking, you know what, brilliant. We've, you know, we've got, we've made a mistake, but we're back in and now everything's even again. Let's go. Um, and then Gareth Bale goes and does that. How good a goal is that, Chris? It's um, it's on a level and a par with probably Zidane's, or some would say it's better than Zidane's. Yeah, I'd, say, I'd say it's well better. Yeah. I'd, I'd, I'd say it's the best, best goal that's ever been in the Champions League final. Champions League final. And, you know, it happens against us. That's the second goal. The first goal is freaky as it, uh, freaky enough as it is. I actually, Gav, you probably don't remember now, but on the way when you picked me up from the airport, 
true story, lads. I said to him, I said to him, Carrius, I'm worried about Carrius today. I said, in my dream, I had a dream, Carrius costs us that game. I should have fucking played the lottery as well with the numbers after well, my dream. But look, I think I mean, that we, we didn't kick on after we equalized. I, I still believe we hadn't recovered fully as a team from the shock of that first goal and the Salah incident. Because you got to remember, they've seen, they've seen their talisman, our best player of the season, who sort of got out of so much shit crying off that pitch. And yes, Jürgen's got them in at halftime, and I'm, I'm sure it must have been an emotional halftime sort of speech saying, look, you know, let's do it for Mo and et cetera, et cetera. But I, again, it comes back to, I don't think we've got any inspirational leaders of the Steven Gerrard type that would have made a rallying call to bring us back in. It's not the time to sort of, you know, pick holes and sort of, leadership qualities and captaincy issues and et cetera, et cetera. But I do feel there's an issue there. And I do feel yesterday in these kind of big game type scenarios, you do need that in your team, someone to stand, stand out, you know, and, and actually rally the team on. We showed great spirit. I mean, it, I mean the spirit we showed to come back into it and score from the, um, I think Lovren wins the header, doesn't he? Yep. Lovren wins the header. Mane slides in. In my opinion, we stopped. We, we didn't. We, the, from the moment Salah went off, we stopped playing football, and that was my biggest, my only gripe. We played far too ball, far too many balls in the channels. Trent and Robertson. We were, we were, I, I don't know. I don't know why what happened, but we we, we we were playing the type of football we were playing against Roma, without Roma pushing up, without Madrid pushing up. Madrid went up twenty yards after Salah went off. And we should have adjusted accordingly, but we just didn't. We just didn't. We went, um, Ian, we went a bit into survival mode, didn't we? Um, mm. as, soon as, as soon as Salah goes off that 15 minutes or whatever, <clears throat> excuse me, um, we go into survival mode and we're just, we are literally you know, hoping and praying for halftime. Yeah. Yeah. Uh... It enabled Marcelo, like Chris just said there, it enabled Marcelo to start pushing right up the pitch. Yeah. And then later on, I think we missed the trick because when Nacho come on at right back, he's a centre-half. So I think we should have just put Mane out, out on the right <laughs> and just pushed him, pushed him right up and, and pinned Marcelo back. Do you know what I mean? But they, they did go into a bit of survival mode. But I, I mean, I think Chris is a bit harsh there on the leadership thing. I think in the biggest game, of your careers to to have a, a goal against just that first goal and then still come back and respond to that is shows brilliant mentality and I, I don't think there was an issue with the leadership but then they score we can see the second goal which is fucking out of this world and then the third goal is it's two massive howlers and a world class strike I don't think I know it's an obvious statement but goal like such incidents decide games do you know what I mean it wasn't I don't think the game was ever we were ever outplayed or I mean we didn't play our natural game because we, we lost our most potent weapon that, I mean that's obvious but I don't, at no point did they ever think we're getting played off the park here this, uh, we're, not doing, we're not doing enough here it was just individual incidents that were just freaky as fuck but so I, I wouldn't blame any sort of leadership or mentality or anything like that the, well, the mentality of the keeper but not, not of the outfield players I think that they, they done what they could with what they had available to them do you know what I mean 
Yeah. I don't think any of them had a bad game. I thought the back four were brilliant. Yeah, I thought they were as well. I thought they were yeah. stronger. Um, Man, it was great. <clears throat> I thought the midfield mm. walked very hard, but didn't do an awful lot to get enough service to Firmino or get up beside him. I did think that. Yeah. Um, no, Ian, can I just say, can I respond to Ian? What, Ian's point. What I meant, sorry, I, 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 I agree with what you said, actually. What I meant what I meant to say, maybe I didn't come across properly, was we didn't have an inspirational leader in terms of a performance. I mean, Mane, yeah, actually, to be honest with you, Mane was quite inspirational. He tried. The attitude was right. You're right. We did recover. We showed, you know, great sort of powers of recovery. We just needed, I I don't know, maybe I'm just thinking about Istanbul too much, and we just needed sort of an inspirational type figure in terms of the playing side of things, sort of just to lift us. Like, look, Mo's gone off. Let's do the, you know, let's raise our game. I don't, I don't think, I don't think we, we, we were still in survival mode, in just my opinion. Yeah. We retreated. You see, I think what happens as well is that when, like, as much of an effect it has on us, I think it has an effect on them as well. Um, <clears throat> Ma, let's have a look through some of the players. We've touched on Tarius for obvious reasons, but, um, and, and Manny, who else stood out for you? Oh, that tackle by Robbo on Ronaldo, it's, he's, he's going to be a legend for him. I was made up for him. He had, a, he had a brilliant game. As Chris said, the midfield worked well off the ball, but it didn't, didn't do anything on the ball. No one stepped up. No one grabbed the game by the scuff of the neck. It's none of that. Uh, I know they're just sound bites, like, but people do need to let you do that. And uh, not one of them did, I don't think. Uh, but yeah, Mane and back four for me. Yeah, my name back far for me as well, I think. Um, Ian, is there anybody else anybody else outside of that? What, what did you think of the midfielding? It's the same that I've thought of them all season, mate. They're all functional. None of them are world-class, so they're all functional. And they're all very like-for-like. Oh, that, that midfield three. Like, when... Uh, Put it over box. You what? Yeah, yeah, I was about to say. When... Ox is the one who's, who's, who offers something different. Or maybe even Lalana when he's proper fit. Do you know what I mean? But they're all just functional. It, it's easily addressed and it will be addressed in the summer because we've already got one player coming in who's top draw. But bear in mind, mate, they're up against Isco, Modric, Cruz, uh, Casemiro. Do you know what I mean? The first three of those are world-class tech- technicians. Do you know what I mean? World-class. And they held their own. They, don't, they, didn't, they didn't at any point impart their game on, on Madrid, you know what I mean? We weren't dominating. I thought Gini showed real signs of progress in the six. I think he's really coming on. Uh, but they just are what they are. We, we just... It, 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 I give you credit for now from the week when I was having a go and you were going on about fucking not spending the Coutinho money and all that. It, it, it just shows when you look at the bench... And when that when Salah goes off, if we if we could have brought on, I don't know a Sahar or a or a Bailey or someone like that, then I don't think the game changes much because it's like for like pace right up the pitch. But we have to change. I thought it was a strange substitution. We just, do you know what I mean? Our first eleven is top draw, but then it just you it drops off a cliff, especially not- with the injuries we got. I mean, hindsight's a wonderful thing, lads, but do you know what I thought at the time of the, the substitution? I know Lalana came on and we could, we could have changed it to a 
match them up in terms of the formation they were playing, in terms of a triangle, which probably would have suited Lalana far more than this bloody role in the top three, uh, in the front three. But what I was thinking was, do you think there was a possibility of bringing Klein? Yeah. And then just, and then just keep Trent. Trent. Yeah, that's you what know, I thought. Because yeah. we had we had Madrid. Madrid were playing deep. Madrid were not playing a high line when Salah was on that pitch. And it was visible to me. We were, with, with Trent's pace and Mane's pace, we still would have had them playing that system, I think. I would have. I'll get, I'll get pelters for this, but if you're going to keep the formation, I would put Moreno up there. I knew you were going to say Moreno. No chance, man. I knew you were going to say Moreno. Yeah, but I know you are. Just, just no, the pace. I know where he's coming from. And it is pace. And you see, we're talking about... Well, that, just means, that just means that there's two bellends on the podcast then. <laughs> but no, I know what he's saying with regards to pace and the, the show for Trent to go forward up is also, again, pace. It just Trent, puts doubt in the mind, doesn't it? Yeah. That's what we're trying to do. Ian does... We're talking about these midfielders being functional. Do, do, that, do that midfield need those three lads up front playing so they can function? Because they function within that system. And when we lose one of these... Our functionality disappears. Yeah, I think our midfield three, their their deficiencies are masked by how good our front three are. So we get away with only having like a seven out of ten midfield because we've got a nine and a half out of ten attack. So if you take out one of the facets of of the front three, then it becomes more apparent that that the midfield three are never going to grab a game by the scuff of the neck. They're never going to win you the game. They're not going to score a thirty yarder. That front three, that midfield three, anyway. So I think we get away with it a bit with our front three. It, like I say, it's it's it will be addressed in the summer. I just it's just fucking devastating. I mean, how long do you wait for the Champions League final? Ah, every. Yeah, the thing is, the thing is, the thing is, we we are we criticising our midfield three? We're saying no. We, I'm we, not we, what I'm saying is that. The way they function is is perfectly set up. Yeah, <laughs> your voice, functions. It functions perfectly in a team with those. Two <laughs> but when you change it around, you forget it. It just disappears. Yeah, and I think, and I think, what I was going to say is, look, despite all that. For the first 20 minutes, as Ian says, we bought, we were by far the better team. And as good as Modric was, because Modric yesterday, I've seen the game back, right? And Modric's performance was fucking amazing. Did you watch it back? Yeah, I watched it back. It was ridiculously good, Modric. And we don't we didn't notice it because we were concentrating on us and Salah and everything. But he... And... and we weren't outplayed. That's the thing. That's what bugs us. We out. We that was the most Liverpool way of losing you can possibly. Where it was a sequence of events that are just so unreal. As Ian says, the first one is. I actually, Ian, you thought that um, uh, he's rolling out someone. I thought because I turned around as well, and I thought someone's kicked it out of his hand. So I thought, oh, the yeah. refs blow up now because someone must have kicked it out of his hand. One, you know, when they pick, uh, when they throw it in the yeah. air. It's surreal. The second goal, as you said, it's it's a it's it's an Emre Chan goal, isn't it? It's one of it, one in a million. You try that on the training ground again and again. You won't do that in about two hundred attempts. 
And the th- third one, his head's gone. He's, he's completely gone. There's no he was recovering after that. So it's, it's just a sequence of events that are just so hard to take. If we were outplayed and just ripped to shreds, because 3-1 is flattering for them, in my, my opinion. It's just a sequence of events is hard to take. It's really hard to take, even though they're a, they are a great team. They've won it third time in a row. But they didn't have to work hard for that, and that's the mad, bad bit. I think as, as good as Modric was, I don't think he was anywhere in the game in the first 25. I genuinely believe that. I, think, I agree. I think he was nowhere to be seen. I think Casemiro did know whether to, to go with players or just protect their back four. Shay Given was at our event last night, and he says that for the third one, he reckons Carrier's changes his mind. He's going to punch it. The shot, he's going to punch it, the, the shot, and he changes his mind halfway in and decides to catch, and then does neither. But um, the game is lost. Look, it's, it's, a, it's a bad way to lose a game, especially when you consider two balls were thrown in the net and we lost 3-1. I think that's the worst bit about it. Um, I just want to ask you, though, <clears throat> does, this, does this have a mega effect on this squad? Or do you think they, they take it, they learn from it, they move on? Squad, manager, everybody in the club. Matt, did he, did he push on from here or just, could this have a... Did the manner of the defeat could it have a, a bad effect on us? If it was any other manager, maybe because of Klopp, they'll use this and they'll, they'll push on. We're, Klopp, we're just at the start here. He's building a very special team. Um, they and players, they kind of need that hurt. They don't, they don't want it again. So we can use that as a, a team talk whenever there's another big game coming up. But, yeah, it's hard to take. But looking looking for the good, we are at the start of something special. We got to a, a Champions League final we had no right to get to. We were smashing teams off the park and we, we were underrated the whole way. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm not worried about this going on in the future. Okay. Ian, for you, do you feel the same? We cancelled flight, and um, when he got there, he was he was grand. There wasn't a bother on him, not the rest of us. Uh, but Grace, where do you feel we go from here? Do you think we take this and we learn from it and we go again, or do you think the scars of this could wear on beyond the summer? Nah, I don't. I think we go on. I'm very, very positive. I before the game, I was telling you guys. I won't be devoured if we lose this. Yes, I'll be upset, but we've had a smashing, smashing campaign. And our league form only dropped off because of this amazing Champions League campaign. So people that say, oh, we finished below Spurs and United are a bit stupid because we finished below them because of this amazing Champions League campaign. Look, you're talking about players and how we go from here. I'm with Ian, and I think we've agreed... You know, even though Carius was getting plaudits and he was doing better, we always said he's doing better, but I've never been convinced by him, and I've I've, I've maintained that from the start. It's going to be very, it's going to be very difficult, very difficult for him to come back from this. If he does, amazing. It's it's all credit to him. But yeah, look, from the human, forget from the human side of, of things. I felt for him. That was grim. At the end, when you have to go over to your fans, and he's and he's out of it. He was proper bawling his eyes out. You know, 
that that shouldn't happen to any player. And, and if anyone's abusing him and atting him in, in sort of social media, then they're just in twats. Um, but from a professional's point of view, as Ian says, that is sort of the, the pinnacle of your career when you're a Champions League and you've literally thrown two goals, you know, in, in, into your own net. Uh, man, I don't know. I, I can't see him coming back from there, man. From a professional, but from a from a from a human side of the view, I hope he does, man. Um, you know, no one should ever have to go through that kind of sort of adversity. But you're talking about positives. There is positives, man. As you say, as you guys said, Robbo and Trent, the the, the experience. I know Ian's right about in terms of winning is an experience and is a habit. But even playing at the highest level against the best opposition and in the world at that level, at that age, sorry, it's a tremendous experience. And another shout-out that I need to... I know Mane was superb. And the midfield, we've been a bit mere about. They were mere. But Lovren again showed what he's capable of when his fucking head's screwed on. And he doesn't sort of make his, uh, front, uh, you know, Degziera's. I thought he was... I, th- I think the back four was superb. But there wasn't a mistake in them. And, that, and that's the... The fucking frustrating thing about it, how we managed to lose when none of our back four made an error. It's, it's fucking hard to take, man. Trent, Trent Alexander is 19 and he was world class. There's, a, there's one really nice bit in the, I think it's, I can't remember what half it is. The first, Marcelo gives him a pass. Marcelo, yeah. Gives him Marcelo a tries to go around him. And Trent just deals with them like an expert. And as he's run back, Marcelo gives him a high five. That's probably Absolutely. the best left back in the world. Absolutely. One of the, one of the best full backs of the last 30 years. Do you know what I mean? That That is huge, that. That just shows the respect. And he, he wouldn't just give that to anyone. He's a top, top talent, Trent. He's, he's, got, he's going places, man, really. Our full backs are boxed off for the next 10 years. Yeah, we, are, we are so close. We are so close. It's fucking... <laughs> Frustrating. I think it showed last night that we definitely do need more players for the squad because you know we're all talking about Salah going off and then our whole game changes. We shouldn't allow that. We have to get to a stage where if if a player goes off, we have somebody to replace him. Um, Riz, tell us about your couple of days in Dublin. It was amazing. How, how was the open top bus? You were. How was the open top bus? No, we, I didn't do it. We didn't have time. <laughs> he looks like he's fucking doubled in Dublin, the fucking big cunt. Look at the, the size food, of it. i tell you what, though. The food was... No, I'll tell you why we didn't do the, the open top bus. Because the food was fucking amazing. The lads told us about our place. Oh, man, the food. I was in my element. I showed you pics, didn't I? Shared, shared your pics. But I'll tell you what. Lovely occasion. Gav was, as usual, the hostess with the mostest. Top top lads, the rest of them. Shout out to the rest of them. Phil actually picked us up from the hotel to um to to the actual where the gig was, and you know I wish I could have brought some you know lucky cockney luck, but just uh, unfortunately the the result dampened it a bit. But yeah, an amazing amazing time, man. And the Irish lads were absolute brilliant. I, I really felt. Do you know what? On the way back, I swear. Normally, right, you're coming back from a train. Or or, or, or or a transport in London, East London at one o'clock in the morning. It's not a pleasant place. You see all sorts of weirdos. But in Dublin, I'm not joking, there was kids and families on the tram. Tram was full and it felt like it was like three o'clock in the afternoon. It was so safe. I mean, I don't know 
stats-wise, what, what's the crime rate like in, in Ireland? But I tell you what, it, it fucking felt like a safety. <laughs> crime rates in Dublin. Matt must have spat stats for the crime rates in Dublin. I'll tell it for you. Has it gone up 35% uh, since all the French moved out? <laughs> There's a 35% drop-off, yeah. <laughs> now, by an amazing time, man. Brilliant. Peter yeah. Bradford, so. It was a good day. Um, that's all I'm saying on it. The Matt, lose medal, and watch the game together. Ian, how did you get on? Because I know, I know you've had, um, had an argument with the Mersey Tunnel. <laughs> Go on. Uh, I, I had a, I had a proper, I had a, a laugh. Me mate, there was me, my mate, and Matt. More acquaintance, but me, me mate, my mate, and Matt. <laughs> yeah, but me mate was wrote off. He was like knocked it about two hours before the game. Was throwing up everywhere. He was he ripped all the short. He had his ass out and everything. He, he was a mess. He was uh, just sitting, clam- clambered over the wall behind us, just throwing up. They're both taking pictures of him. Me and Ian are just cracking on. Yeah, that'll go viral. But we went to, there's a, a nice restaurant in Liverpool called Matu, and that's where we met that fucking middle class prick. Uh, whereas me and me mate go to Mackey's and all that, but he was like, I'm in Matu having hors d'oeuvres or something. So we had to go meet him. <laughs> uh, but me mate knows everyone in all the bars because he's like a concierge for a, a big hotel. And he went, I know all the staff of Matu. So we we got in there and he goes, do you want a drink? And I went, are you, are you, getting, are you paying for these? Or are you getting them for nothing? He goes, I don't pay for drinks in here. And I went, well, I'll have a treble gin then, please. He fucking got, he was just getting massive drinks. Like, if he was paying, I'd have got half a lager probably. But uh, on the way home, uh, me and Matt were out till about, I want to say half three, four, I don't really know. Uh and then he swerved, swerved on me, couldn't find him. My phone was dead. His phone was dead. And then I just start walking home. Now, bear in mind that I work in the city pretty much in my taxi every single day. So I should know the way home. You know what I mean? And I was walking for what seemed like 38 hours. And I walked into the Mersey Tunnel, like, just right that. And I, I, I just couldn't get my head around how I got there. So I was like, you don't. And it's all downhill. So I had to walk all the way back up uphill to come out of it. It's like you dopey cunt. Walked about a mile in the opposite direction and then turned round and done it again. Went back and went back to the fucking Maisie Tunnel again. <laughs> I was like, I'm having a fucking... I'm having a stroke here. I was as close to crying as I've ever been. I was just fucking... It was a nightmare. And then I got, I got home, I went to Mackey's and I've just been on the verge of dying all day. Matt, how was your day? Yeah, same as that. <laughs> As if he fucking remembers his day. <laughs> yeah, I, we put a few, we put quite a lot back. Like uh, it was, it was messy. As I was saying, I was I went the bus. I put my phone went dead, and I thought it was about eleven. So I went and sat in the bus stop for an hour, waiting for my bus. Fucking cursing because the four seven two wasn't turning up. It was half three in the morning. And I, was like, I was like, fuck. But it was dead, so I couldn't call me a middle class Uber. So I had to go where. Uh, Try and hunt down a taxi somehow. I don't know. I've got home. I haven't got home. All right. Now, was, um, I think, despite the result, I think Hill fans out there had a good day. And let's let's just hope that um, there's more to come, more good days to come. I hope this squad sticks together and gets added to and gets this out of our system quickly. And- yeah, well, guys, do you know what it is? The, 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 the things that we've discussed, like in terms of the flaws, like Ian said, 
that the midfield's functional. The, the amazing thing about our manager is he's recognised that. And the names that we've been linked with resolve those issues. So we've got Keita who resolves the issue with in terms of we've, we, we're getting someone who's world-class already in terms of dictating a game and taking the game by the scruff of the neck. Uh, neck. You've got it. So with, 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 with Ox coming back as well, you've got to remember, and I, 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 don't, I think we've touched on it, but Ox was a massive, massive loss in that final. Yeah. Massive loss. He was, honestly, especially in terms of pressing, like Modric wouldn't have had the fucking ride he had if Ox we was on no that. We had no link. We had no link. And I thought Lulana would provide that if he played in the middle, but he didn't. So, look. Yeah, did you see, uh, see the... I know we're all heartbroken, but did you see the pictures of Ox after the game on his crutches sobbing? I couldn't take yeah. them. I couldn't take those pictures. Uh, of Ox, Salah and Karius crying. I mean, that's... It's horrible, but... You know, I think... You know, we talk about watershed moments and we talked about the defeat to Spurs. I think this is another watershed moment. It, it really is, I think, for Klopp. In terms of... He takes us to that next because after Seville we went again, and everyone thought, ah, you know, we, you know, we had that season where everyone thought, ah, they've had, they've been a brilliant Premier League because they're not European football. But then we had European football this year. We've smashed it, got all the way to the final and the, the top four. I really think we go again. We're very, very close. Yeah, and it's not, and we'll we're not. No, but Matt, do you know what it is? Normally, when we're we're close and we're worried about, are we going to make those signings that's going to push us on? We'll. I know we all are, but we're all quite children, really. You know, Matt, what, what the players yeah. is targeting to go forward again. I think it's because the club is in a new stand. We've got a new stand, another one on the way. Uh, we know the players that we're bringing in, the calibre is. And I don't think anything. It's a bad signing. Absolutely none. Yeah, there's no bad signings. So I, I have absolute trust in Klopp and the movement team and the business side of everything. I think the club's in a very good place. Whereas... After third, for example, it was rocky. Yeah, we're getting um, people in. Man, trust it. We need four players to kick on. I think. I think we need a uh, keeper. I've said all along we need a centre back. Mid-field. You haven't said that. You haven't said that, Matt. No, he hasn't. He knows he hasn't. Well, that's why he said that he's a dickhead. He's a dickhead. <laughs> yeah. I said, and we need a winger. Four quality players who can who are pushing for first team. That's what we need. And we're good to go. We're good to go. Lovren, I would sacrifice if if the funds didn't allow us to get a top like Ian says, like a Allison, what sixty million or whatever. Funds didn't allow us to to get enough. I would rather get a world class goalkeeper than a world class centre back. If that makes sense, you know what I'm saying? So yeah, we worked it out. You're going all out for keeper, um, lads. I can't talk much more. You know, with you. Um, give us I, a song. I need, <laughs> I need, Oh, let, wait, 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 some, wait, some Gav, wait, wait, Gav, no, 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 Gav, Gav, when we scored, Gav fucking went on a singing spree, he sang every Liverpool song for about 30 minutes, non-stop, he was that fucked out of it, and then when we lost, at the end, there is no one, I never got to, I don't, I don't know what Napoleon's like, right, as a person, but if I, if, if I could take a guess, it would have been like Gav, right? Because Gav was fucking angry. Gav was going at once. I was going to throw Shay Given off the. He was that mad because because Shay Given was trying to make excuses, not excuses, but he's trying to. You know how keepers try to defend us, fellow keepers, and he was like, "Don't be that serious." 
I've heard, I've heard that Gav got that excited, he jumped that eye, he almost got to fight. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to come in. Do you know what you know what I hit my head off? There was a pool table upstairs, right? And they were at the remove and you know the green kind of lights that come out of the ceiling and go over the pool yeah. table. I don't yeah. Gav's been angry all year. No, I think at one stage I think Phil Casey is going to absolutely punch his head in. When Gav, Gav, Gav was like, when don't everyone, anyone tell me about Carriers. No one speak about Carriers. When Liverpool scored, you know, I don't the goal. I just turned around to Phil and threw an absolute volley of abuse at him. Well, everybody else uh, celebrate, but that's the way it goes. Lance, anything else you want to talk about before we go? I would like to say that it's a common misconception that Napoleon was small. He wasn't. He was the nationalist at the time. Yeah. I'm here to it as well as I can say. Okay, so... Go on, move on. All right, great. That's all. He's about, I think he's, he's about five seven, but they were all average five eight, something like that. Well, now, yeah, but then no. Nothing else. Oh, thanks, Ian. <laughs> <laughs> Have you anything else, Chris? Before we go. Um, good man. Listen, it was a disappointing. It was a disappointing result, but the journey's, you know. Players of the caliber of Mo and Mane and that are not going anywhere. We've got no stars to sort of one of us. We've got the greatest manager we could possibly have at this stage. He knows what he knows what you know. He's got he's got his targets in mind in terms of not only players but sort of where we want to take this club. It's good, man. Yesterday we played a team, Real Madrid, who won it for the third time in a row. I never made us favourites. Yes, we got a bit hyped up and said we could do this. Of course we could do this, but I never thought that, you know, it's just a fortune. That was the most set of sequence of events that made us lose that, and I take hold of that. Okay. Um, I don't know what's going on in the background there. Um, Matt, I need to keep on going. Uh, yeah, similar to Chris, really. It's been one of my favourite. Uh, seasons I can remember um, yeah. the football we played the team it's, it's been absolutely sensational and I'm seeing this as the start of something and not the end uh, so up the fucking reds okay let me just try this lap I'm having a nightmare yeah, don't. <laughs> I almost died halfway through the podcast I love I'm actually I'm literally dead I genuinely am um, Last legs here. But look, um, that's it. That's the last fat back for the season. The last we're back four. We're probably going to take a break. Um, we'll you, yeah. You're getting fucked. Tell you, get doesn't, uh, doesn't anyone want to know? Doesn't anyone want to know my opinion on the season? No. 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 <laughs> I asked you. Had you anything else to say? And you said no. Yeah. No. You wasted it on Napoleon. <laughs> yeah, you've had your show. I'm going to another more listeners, active people. Yeah, okay. Just one shot back for the start of all the points. Yeah. Um, Tit up. That's it. That's the fat back for. Um, we'll, be, we'll be back with you soon. We won't be back every week during the summer, but we'll be back doing different bits and pieces over the summer. Um, I hope you enjoyed the season with us. And uh, yeah, as, as Matt says, up the reds. So let's say you're into yoga or Pilates. Or maybe you dabble in gymnastics like me. Either way, you know being flexible is key to doing what you love. That's why Smoothie King created this stretch and flex smoothie for people like us. 
with whole fruits and organic veggies, plus type 2 collagen. Make it part of your daily fitness routine to support flexibility and joint health. So try the Stretch and Flex smoothie and tart cherry or pineapple kale. Order online today for pickup or delivery. Smoothie King, rule the day. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Oh, that's a cheer we used to do in softball. Uh, what? It's, uh, actually Geico. Whenever someone hit a triple, we would wave our bats and yell, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. But we never got to use it because we would only hit home runs. Annoying. The phrase is from Geico because they help save people money? Geico? Yeah, they were our team sponsor. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Sports Social Podcast Network.